What if I told you that there's an unofficial mass challenge about to happen for AWS reInvent 2021? Or wouldn't you like to know what's new with AWS What's New and why it hasn't been on air? Well, guess what? We're going to share that along with some insider information on how to interview at AWS. So stick around because we're unleashing an action-packed episode with AWS Chief Evangelist Jeff Barr, and we're not stopping there. Welcome, folks, to the Daily Tech Show. I'm your host, John Meyer, and boy, do we have an action-packed and exciting interview coming up. We're talking about AWS reInvent an unofficial mass challenge that you can only find the details here. Join me as we sit down with AWS Chief Evangelist Jeff Barr, who's going to give us some not-so-secret information around reInvent, live streaming, and this unofficial mass challenge by Jeff himself. Also, Jeff's going to give us some of those tips on how to interview at AWS that's helped numerous people through the process. Now hit that like, subscribe, and notification because we got to get this show moving. Please join me in welcoming AWS Chief Evangelist, a good friend, and live streaming colleague, Jeff Barr to the show. Jeff, welcome and thanks for joining me. John, great to be here as always. So Jeff, first of all, I got to thank you for joining the show because I know during this time you were completely heads down and preparing for reInvent, which means that we might not get together or the possibility of getting together until next year. So I appreciate you squeezing in right before then. Absolutely. So we're, we're just in the, the, the start of the frenetic activity. We've got a whole bunch of briefings scheduled for late this week and next week. And we, we call that speed storming. And all the teams get to tell myself and other bloggers what they're up to. They, they share their PRFAQ with us. We tell them how to best work with the blog team. And then really the, the first day of October, I think, is when I think of the official kickoff. And as I always like to say, that's the day when I realized I should have actually started panicking about three weeks earlier. And uh, I, I will, I will see. I know we've got a lot of awesome things in the the works. I've I've seen the tickets. I've read some of the PR FAQs, and super super psyched to be able to start cranking out some fresh content for reInvent. So Jeff, you've been doing this for twenty years. I'm sure you're going to handle the uh, firestorm that's going to happen on October first with ease so i have i am sure you go in with a panic but everybody's like jeff's got this we're good <laughs> to go well it, it's a self-induced panic but it, it's a way just to say i i need to focus i need to make sure that every minute i'm using just as efficiently as possible and one of the things that i always try to do is i i never cut out any other activities i always just make sure that the the same intensity that I put into getting ready for reInvent just filters through to all of my, my personal projects, my household duties, my relationships, and, and so forth. I, I just don't think it's fair just to put a wall around yourself and say, I'm sorry, reInvent is so amazingly important that I'll just forget about everything and everyone for a couple of months. I'd, I'd rather just do everything to the, at, at the reInvent pace. Well, Jeff, as like a true professional, I'm sure you've got it down pat and very organized. And you know what? You probably seem really calm on the surface to everybody like, oh, this is good. I'm glad Jeff's run with it. And then there's Jeff in the background. All right, I got this, this and this. And he handles it with ease. So it's always nice to know. Uh, I'm sure everybody feels like they're in good hands with you. I sure hope so. All right. So, Jeff, speaking of reInvent, reInvent is in person at a smaller scale this year and virtual. 
what's in store are, are you can you share are you going to be at reinvent uh what's happening what's the plans well it is going to be live and virtual my personal plan at this point is to to show up in vegas i'm going to do my absolute best to be very careful i i of course have been vaccinated i'll wear my mask at at all times i'm so looking forward to saying hello and to meeting everyone and i'm trying to judge my my strong desire to say hello and shake hands and take tons of selfies with the fact that I don't want to be the hub of of a, of a super spreader event, and so I, I need to figure out a way to 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 do that safely while also being able to say hello to just so many folks I get to just only connect with online. So Jeff, have you thought of any possibilities on how to handle this or to connect with folks? Maybe a possible stand-in. Well, you know, I I do actually have a a. a a pale imitation of myself that I, I keep kind of hidden away in the, the, the closet here in my home office. Uh, any chance we can see this uh, thing or you want to keep it a surprise for reInvent? Well, sure. Let, let me go get myself. Hang on just a second. <laughs> I shall right. be right back, John. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Jeff. You go ahead and grab yourself. Uh, folks, don't forget reInvent this year is in person and virtual. Jeff will be there. He's not sure if he's going to be doing those selfies. Right. There he is. So when you, when you can't get the real Jeff, you sometimes have to just settle for the, the imitation. So here we go. Uh, this is by far the most bizarre thing that has ever been done on my behalf, but always good to have. So Jeff, I got a question. Right Who came corner. up with the idea for the stand-in or the cardboard cutout of you? So we, have, we used this last year for a video that I, I filmed with Bill Voss. We did a really fun video together when the, the concept was that Bill was explaining quantum computing to me, and I asked him one too many detailed questions, and Bill just started to, to just un, unspool all this really, really deep information that was way, way, way over my head. And I just, as part of the fun part of the video, I just said, hang on just a second, and I put my standee in place and went off and did something else, and Bill just kept going and going and going. And then when I returned, I carefully slid the standee out of the way and Came back. It, it was really fun to do, and to me, really showed that we can do really effective content from home with, with with the right prep and with the right assistance from professionals. You can do really, really fun, interesting content from the comfort of your home office. You know what's interesting? I did a recording. I actually did two recordings with Bill Voss. In fact, take a look up here if you want to see the recording I did with Bill. His absolutely blows you away on his passion for quantum com computing, uh, AWS gaming bracket. There was some really cool stuff and features, but I got to tell you, I got to comment. The videos that you did with him were cool. They were awesome. Yeah, absolutely fun. Let me move my stand out of the way because it's making my video look a little bit funny. Be right <laughs> back. All right. So go ahead, get rid of yourself uh, or your stand in. In fact, Jeff, as we're you know going on here, I've got a couple of questions for you when you come back. I I think the audience want to know what's new with AWS. What's new? All right. So great question, John. And for a couple of years, I had been pre-recording what's new. And at first, we did it in a studio with a large crew, and it was it was very formal. And honestly, even when you are accustomed to the fact that you're in a studio and you've got all these people watching you, you've got lights and cameras and action. It, to me, it's still really intimidating and it was hard to do my best work. When we started working from home, I, I skipped the what's news for a bit and 
I missed doing them. So the AWS video crew sent me some equipment and we learned how to, to do video from home pretty effectively. And I, I did that for a year or so. And it, but it, it still felt a little bit stilted as a pre-recorded model. So th this summer, we decided to, to move forward with a new model. And what I'm doing is I'm now the news host for AWS On Air, which is a live stream show that we do on every Friday. And so the, there, there's occasions when I'm simply the news host, but there's other occasions when I'm a, a co-host for the entire show. But, but either way, live stream is actually a lot of fun and a great way to connect with the audience. So Jeff, let's take us back a little bit. Uh, I know back in, I think it was April, May, you, were, you and I actually were working with the same speaking coach and what's new uh, change really took off from the viewers, the likes of subscribe, I mean, literally skyrocketed uh, and how it changed. And then the last one was on July 6th, what's new? And I was talking to you about mm -hmm. it. I'm like, hey, where's the next what's new? And now you change on to what's on air. Uh, what was it? On air. And AWS on air. AWS on air. So, you know, take us through that process real quick and how it's changed. And also the set designer, I believe you, you got for your up and coming. All right. I don't want to spoil anything, but go ahead. Sure. Well, let's see. Lots to unpack there, but I, I love the live streaming aspect. And I, I do think that recording absolutely has its place and planning and scripting and, and editing and careful production. That's wonderful, but it also makes me feel really staged and really formal. And the, the funny thing is in an editing, envi editing environment, even when you know you can do take after take and you can edit it to make yourself look, look great, I, I still feel like I'm apprehensive about getting it just right. And that makes me feel just really, really just kind of constricted as far as able to just be able to be me. Bizarrely enough, in the live environment, when there's no opportunity to edit and there's no undo and what you do is what you get, I somehow feel like that's a more authentic environment for me. And ha having a great time doing the, the live streams on Fridays. And also the, the last one, I, I was actually sent a, a book, uh, the Amazon Redshift cookbook. And just for fun, the publisher had said, could you please mention this on a What's New? Instead of just mentioning it, I actually created a little infomercial. I, I, I put on a, a suit and tie and recorded a really fun infomercial to, to popularize the the Redshift cookbook. So it's entirely possible I will do more infomercials in the future. Okay, I have to tell you the book or the mentioning of, of Redshift. I feel that you might be the tech, like uh, Oprah mentions a book on her show for recommendations and people are like, wow, that's awesome. Where you mention a tech book on your show that you find valuable. I would really love to know the stats on how well they do after you mention it. Well, I'm certainly no Oprah, but I, I do appreciate the comparison and uh, we will have to see. But uh, I, it's, it's great to be able to see all the, the wonderful, uh, wonderful authors that are creating content around AWS and to see the, the energy that they put into that, that content. And I'm more than happy to, to do my part to review it and share it. So, Jeff, speaking of books, and I have to jump in there, is that uh, there was a book put out by a, a former colleague of yours uh, working backwards, correct? That, that's actually an awesome book. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I read it. I learned a lot about my own company by reading it, and I've recommended it a whole bunch of times, actually. In fact, we recommended it on one of our previous shows. 
You know what, folks? I hate doing this uh, multiple times, but take a look up here on the previous recording that <laughs> Jeff and I did on the book and working backwards. Uh, Jeff, jumping back just a couple of months uh, for, you know, obviously the speaking coach, but the, the su studio set designer that is coming in. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So what I've learned is that working from home is wonderful and video from home is wonderful, but getting a really good layout to me is very challenging. I, I think some people are have a natural eye for how to make yourself look good on camera and how to get the camera angles and the lighting and the positions just right. I always look at what everybody else has done and say, I, I sure wish I was good as I was as good as they were. And I, I, I also felt very constrained by my original home office was on the, the, the top of my house. It was a relatively small room. So earlier this summer, the, the heat here in Seattle got absolutely oppressive. And I, I managed after a lot of negotiation with my wife to let her agree that I could use our, our guest room as my new home office. We had this long-term plan to actually do a design and then carefully move into it after it was all rebuilt to my, my dreams. But then it got so hot that I just had to do this emergency move and I, I emptied out the guest room. I moved all my stuff downstairs in a, a temporary mode, but the, the longer term plan, and I actually wrote a PR FAQ to express my, my desires for my office. The, the longer term is I want this to be a, a room that is gonna accommodate my work, my video production, my video streaming, but also gives me room for my, my three main hobbies, which at this point are, are building Lego projects, doing electronics and doing 3D printing. I want to have all of that basically surrounding me and in, in one easy location. So uh, one thing I love about working from home is I, I can be doing my work and then it's time for a little break. And the little break might just be, well, go, go do some printing or solder something together or put a couple of bricks onto my newest project and then switch back to, back to work mode pretty seamlessly. And being able to do all of that within one room is going to be really, really fun. So I'm just getting started working with the designer. She's got the PRFAQ. We've been talking about some of the, the design themes and hoping by, I'm saying by probably early next year, we should have the design finished and hopefully get the construction underway. Uh, you know what? I'm sure I can't wait to see that and the results. And I'm sure if everybody follows you on Twitter, we're going to see some of the progress or at least the end result. Maybe we're going to have to do a, another recording somewhere time when the new set is up and you're finally settled in on how well it's working out for you. Totally. My hope is that we have really incredibly good lighting and that I've got multiple cameras and that I can have a studio camera somewhere up in the corner that I can just hit a button and switch to studio cam. And my longer term thinking, I also want to start to produce some non-AWS content related to all of my hobbies. And part of having this, having everything all together is going to let me be able to, to produce great content about doing 3D printing or building fun electronics projects with Arduinos and Raspberry Pis and LEDs and stuff like that. I actually see that as really, that, that's going to be awesome because the camera in the corner, the camera on your 3D printer, the camera where you're at, all you do is have to press a button, quickly record, less setup. You can wrap something up in 30 minutes rather than moving things around. And, uh, oh, I got to connect this. I got to connect that. You can just come over and press that record button. Hopefully. Now, I don't have the artistic eye that I sure wish I had for making things look good. When I, 
I, I look at what other people do and I'm just always blown away by how good it looks. And then I look at my setups and I'm never happy with it, but I can't quite figure out why anybody else is better. And I, I probably took way too many tech classes and way too few art classes. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I am right there with you. I, I give up. I don't even color coordinate. I avoid it. I listen. I forfeit. You pick the color that works. And that's <laughs> Uh, exactly. so Jeff, I, I, let's talk about your live streaming setup because I know you use an awesome product and you were the person who actually advocated to me about it. It used to be called video ninja. I mean, OBS ninja. Now it's called video ninja. What do you got set up? I know you got some cool setup happening. All right. I've got a couple different things. So, so right now I, I have several different cameras routed into OBS and let me switch over to my, my video ninja camera here for a second. Okay, so this is running on my phone, and we can slowly move that here. All right, nice. so let me show you what else I've got here. So this is my second PC. I've, I've got this really awesome thing called Magic Mirror running on a, a large screen TV. And then over here, I've got my electronics set up, and I've got my 3D printing over here, and I've got my, my Lego is gonna be all over here. And then you can see is my workspace there in the corner. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, this that is an awesome setup, first of all. Uh, so it, so everybody knows, at first, I thought that was a virtual background when you joined the call. I'm like, Jeff, that looks like a virtual background. It's not. It's real. When you started moving uh, your cardboard cutout, Jeff, I was like, no, that's not one. I, was like, I think that's pretty cool and a, a good setup that you have. Oh, it's it's all very temporary at this point, and I'm absolutely for sure going to have something a lot better than folding plastic tables in the the final deal. This this is all in in prototype mode, but I will say that prototype mode has allowed me to do a lot of moving things around and finding what what works positionally and and not, and also learning that every different part of a house has different interesting noises. When I was at the top of the house, if I had the window open, I had city noises. And then I, I'm now I'm here effectively in the walkout basement and I don't get the city noises, but there's these weird underground rumbling sounds that I cannot figure out where they're coming from that are now this point of mystery for me. What exactly? Every so often the ground just rumbles very, very gently for a few seconds. Never noticed it before in the five years we've lived here. Uh, how far away are you from CenturyLink? Because I know that stadium called some, uh, I want to say some tremors or whatever it is when they have games happening, just say. Uh, it, it's definitely more frequent than that. Okay. We're, we're about four miles. It's less than five miles. I know because I've actually walked it before. I've, I've walked from here to CenturyLink a couple of times. It's, it's definitely less than five miles. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, Jav, <laughs> switching gears a little bit, you talked about 3D printing. And before the show, you were showing me something. And in fact, on Twitter, you posted something about it. Let's talk about some of those passions of 3D printing, because I know you got a cool object there on your desk. Yeah, um, this is something I just found just the day before yesterday on the, the Prusa printers directory. It, it's this really awesome hexagon with, with these uh, nice lines running through it. I printed it with multicolored filament, as you can see there. And so the filament gradually, there's different colors within the spool. And it, it's, it's, it's just a nice piece of art as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that would be great uh, art for the desk. And, and I believe you printed out some smaller ones, correct? 
I did. I printed out some smaller ones. I every so often we put together a box of goodies that we send to our grandchildren in Australia. So I've, I've printed out some of the smaller ones for them and some other nice, fun, fun, um, kind of a little bit of toys, a little bit of fun, a little bit of utility objects, like, like to make them a nice surprise box that they get to open up. And we, we actually video chat with them and they get to open up all the surprises and see, see what we've, we've made for them and sent for them. Now, speaking of items that you 3D printed, right here on my desk is still the item that you printed for me. <laughs> All right, I'll yes. move that in. All right, uh, so he's on my desk and I have a camera sitting in front of him. So when I test out Video Ninja and I need a second camera, that's my stand-in guest. And it shines up, that way I know where I'm at. But I, like you, I have a multi-camera setup, so I test some things out. But I still have my 3D printed on my desk. I have my the nut that I printed from them. This is their yes. test <laughs> nut that I was playing around with it. So I've got I, several right of those. There. I kept printing them bigger and bigger and bigger. I have one upstairs that was the full width of the printer bed that probably took 20 hours to print. Wow. Wait, isn't the printer bed? That's like 10 inches, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> now you only printed the, the nut to it. You didn't print the bolt either, did you? I No, I have one of those as well, of course. <laughs> So that they fit together, the 10 inch one? Or? They do. Oh, you're going to have to save that for the next time we do this. I've got to see that. I'll tweet it for you. Let me make a note so I don't forget that. Oh, yeah, no problem. That That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, Jeff, anything else on 3D printing? I know you're hugely passionate about it and you always have some cool objects to share. Are you working on any upcoming ones, printing out anything new? Well, I, I've had this idea for a while that I wanted to make a really, really fun kind of a, of a mask that was, that was not just functional as a mask, but I wanted to put some LEDs inside of it. And this was going to be my project for last year. And then it looked like we were finished with do it, wearing masks. So I thought, oh, that, that time has come and gone. But now I'm getting this sense that we're probably going to be wearing masks for quite a while. So I think I want to raise the bar on masks and make something that is not just looks like a really cool mask, but has at the very least some light, but maybe my stretch goal is some kind of controls or sensors. So the, the, the lights could mean something. Nice. Well, I took a note of your mask that you're going to make. Uh, I want to ask now I'm committed. You, <laughs> what's that? Yes. Yes. You are committed. In fact, here's what I'll do for you. In December, after reInvent dies down, I'll me message you and say, hey, Jeff, how's that 3D mask coming along? I'd like to do another recording sometime. And, <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, man, I got to get this done for the show. Well, you know, John, I was just thinking this morning, sometimes it's good to set goals and deadlines for yourself. And maybe if I can get a little bit of a prototype going soon, I could challenge others to build really fun masks as well for reInvent. And uh, we could actually wow. have a little bit of a of a challenge is who can come up with the really, like not just a cool mask of just what it looks like, but what it actually can do would be a really neat thing. All right, so Jeff, I took that down. I'm gonna call it reInvent Mask Challenge. Yeah, uh, totally unofficial, totally for fun. Yes. But this, let, let's see what could happen. The uh, unofficial Jeff Barr reInvent mass challenge <laughs> oh man this is what happens with a stray thought it suddenly turns into a great challenge well so, so i won't tell you about the fact that it probably should do things like using bluetooth sensing and so forth to realize if you're near a person you've been next to before 
and light up accordingly or green, red, yellow, danger. I wouldn't give you any of those thoughts, but if someone wants to do that, that'd be pretty cool. You know, I took these notes, you know, (laughs) Jeff, I'm going to share this out. Listen, I think the best ideas come when you're not thinking about it and you're just talking and all of a sudden you come up with something. I, I think this is going to be something pretty cool. Like a, it's an unofficial, but I think with the number of people that look up to you, Jeff, and follow, they're going to be like, wow, I can do this. I mean, you think about it, the recognition, uh, somebody wearing a mask or not, they were using machine learning to figure out if you had it. This, this is actually really interesting. I think it could be a lot of fun. And I, I wouldn't even want to suggest that we could define some kind of protocol where these masks could, could find each other and interoperate. But if someone were to do that, <laughs> that could be kind of awesome. <laughs> I, I'm digging the biggest hole ever for myself. Oh, man, man. Oh, you know what, Jeff? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it right here for uh, AWS. I think this would be a great thing for the end of the day or the end of the week. Fun thing. You know, we all try to do something fun and humorous during the reInvent crazy week. And this is going to be very unique because it's the first in-person reInvent since, you know, 2019. And I think it's going to be uh, a really fun aspect. You know how everybody goes to work out? Well, guess what? Here's the one where you come in and you show like the coolest swag or you show the coolest thing. This is going to be the coolest mask that does all kinds of features from Bluetooth to some notifications, to protocol <laughs> communication. Hmm. Yeah, I, I might have to tweet this later. I heard there might be a, an unofficial reInvent challenge. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Credit goes all to Jeff. Uh, that <laughs> I like that. Uh, so Jeff, before switching gears, anything more to add on the 3D mask? Oh, I'm, I'm way too deep into it now already. But I, I think it's going to be really fun. And I, I know that a lot of people like to do things with electronics and to show off their creativity. And so maybe this would be a great opportunity to do that in a really fun way. I agree with you. And I love the idea. I love the inspiration behind it. So Jeff, uh, we will have to put it out there and see what comes of it. I I didn't mention serverless or ML, but who knows? (laughs) You just want to throw a couple more things up? (laughs) Hold on, let me get the shovel out. (laughs) Maybe it's IoT. Oh, I love, you know what? Maybe there'll be, you can sell them on Amazon in the future, right? So. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jeff, switching gears. Yesterday, I got, a, I got a comment about a post you shared, and I absolutely love the idea and the role that came up. Live stream series program manager role. You posted and shared, and I absolutely, when I read it out, I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly what was needed for the last year. It's like the latest thing. It's you were changing according to the times and live streaming is so big. I, I gotta thank you for sharing it out. That's a huge passion of mine. I saw that role and then I really thought that they would people would find it really interesting. I, I think live streaming is it, it's certainly not a brand new thing at this point, but it maybe it's still thought of more in 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 niches like like gaming, but it, it's applicable to, to everybody and everything, as far as I can tell. And th- this idea that you can go online, that you've got this direct connection to your audience, that you can, you can build a following, that you can interact with your audience in lots and lots of different ways. It, it just feels like something for, for, that's very relevant today. And I, I love it when we, we launch AWS on air 
we put a query out to our audience and we say, please feel free to share where you're, you're watching from. And we just see country after country just popping up. And you know, people will tune in at any time of the day or night to, to follow along and to ask us really good questions. Well, let me get back to the live stream thing in a second. Let's talk about AWS on air because that's new. You do that every Friday. How, how many Fridays have you uh, been doing it? So personally, I think I've only participated in three so far, but the, the, the original team has been, has been doing this for, for a couple of months now. And what we and do is we, we start out with some, with some greetings and introductions. We have a bit of a new segment. And then we'll often have either two or three guests that are there to talk about the newest AWS launches in detail. So we'll generally have a general manager or a product ma manager for, for the new launch. Uh, in the live stream, we'll make sure that we have some technical help from the actual service team. We'll, we'll talk in depth about the new launch and we'll also make sure that our guest brings a, a demo and we'll actually put those services through their paces right there live on screen. So you've taken AWS What's New to, I wanna say the next, next level. I mean, not just talking about it and announcing it, but now you have the, the person who's responsible for the launch, you have the technical people, you have the demo available. I mean, it's a complete service of showing you and you're engaging the audience at the same time. Exactly, and I, I love the engagement level that we get very specific, very detailed questions many of which are at the challenging level of questioning. They're, they're not simply surface questions, but they're, they're really deep, insightful questions that indicate that the audience is, is really listening and really thinking hard about these new services and how they might be able to put them to use. I can imagine the number of feature requests that come out of that live stream event. Hey, does it do this? No, but it can, you know? Exactly. And, you know, we're always talking about customers and customer obsession at AWS and being able to be directly connected with these customers, not just as at the statistical level of X percent of customers wanted this new feature, but actually talking and saying, well, this person from this country said it sure would be wonderful if EKS Anywhere had this actual specific feature. And then we can engage with them. We can ask additional questions online or offline and really get a, a detailed, deep sense of, of what their requirements are. All right, so Jeff, where does this live stream from and at what time? Is it all, all the same time or does it change or vary? So our goal is to do it every Friday. We do it on twitch.tv and I believe it's twitch.tv slash AWS on air, or maybe it's just twitch.tv slash AWS. We should check that. I will put anyway. that in the description below. Don't worry, folks, look for it below. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have the direct link where you can not only follow them along, but what time does it happen you're trying? Yeah, and we do it at noon Pacific time. Oh, nice, actually that's uh, helpful for a lot of time zones. So that's a pretty good- It, nice it is, and, and time zones are always a challenge when you do something live. It, it's always going to be a really great time for some, and it's gonna be early in the morning or really late at night or the middle of the night for others. But noon seems to be a, a great choice for us right now. Nice. So going back to uh, obviously the post you shared, it just so happens that we're doing this recording on Amazon's first ever career fair, which is trying to bring 40,000 plus jobs from corporate and tech roles. Uh, really, I, I, this is the first of its kind. I've seen so many posts, so many tweets and shares about it. 
And uh, before I share out the hashtag, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I just hit my 19-year mark at Amazon, and it's been a great place to work for me. I've gotten to do so many really cool and really unique things. I've gotten to shape my own career. I haven't had to fit into a particular career path or mold in order to do what I want and to be who I am. I, I do always encourage people who are interested in applying. The, the, the drill is always the same. You need to understand the position. You need to understand the subject area. But you really also need to understand our culture as it, as it is expressed by the, the now 16 Amazon leadership principles. So if you're able to go through all those leadership principles, identify with what, what they're all about, and perhaps have a, a kind of a, a story or two about how perhaps you have put that leadership principle to use or, or not in, in something you've done in the past, it, it's, it's a great way to show that you've really prepared in, in depth for, for uh, a phone call or for a full interview. All right, so Jeff, thank you for the insights or at least preparing our audience for the career fair. It is hashtag Amazon career fair, go figure, right? Uh, definitely, you're gonna see some posts and hashtags about it. Not only when this video comes out, we're gonna be doing a follow-up and seeing how well Amazon's career fair happened and you know how many jobs might've been obtained. You're gonna see all kinds of posts from Amazon. I'm glad they're putting it on because they always have a number of roles opening, but they just don't select them just to fill the roles. You have to follow the leadership principles. You have to articulate some of those. And as Jeff said, do your research on the role. Exactly. And I, I've told this story a lot of times, but regardless of who I speak with, my recommendation is always to, to study the leadership principles. Um, uh, many years ago at this point, it's 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 five plus years ago at this point, but my daughter, Tina, was about to apply for a job at AWS and she had done a lot of work to prepare and she was home for the weekend and she was recapping for my wife and I, her her preparation process and all the, the studying she'd done. And, and so she asked, well, what, what is the secret to getting into AWS? And I said, well, there, there really isn't a secret. You just need to study the the LPs. And my, my wife was off to the side and said, this is your own daughter. You've got to like, there's got to be something better you can tell her. And I said, no, it, it, there's, it, it's the same. If, if it's, if it's someone that I, that I just casually meet walking down the street, or if it's a family member, the response is actually always the same is that you, you need to make sure that you, you study and understand and can express yourself in terms of those LPs. Jeff, I actually remember that Twitter post that you shared uh, about your daughter and the conversation that you had and the, you know, telling her it's all about the leadership principles. I've got no in, I've got no magic sauce. I, I, I can't say, hey, listen, just because she's my daughter, you said, just do the leadership principles, have good stories and to tell about them from real world experiences or how you handle this and you'll be fine. You know, that's that's exactly. one of the key core things. That, that is one of the conversations you are gonna have up front. Yeah, and, and to me, it's very reassuring to know that there is really no magic side door that gets you into yep. the company. You, you have to, regardless of who you are, you're going to go through the same interview process and the, the same standards are going to be applied to you. It, it's good to know that we're not playing favorites. And it's also great to know that each and every one of the people that you work with has gone through the, the same process. Nobody was handed that job. They had to go through the entire process uh, from start to finish, including the loop. Exactly. 
So, Jeff, I got two last questions for you before we round things up. Any upcoming events that you'd like to share you're working on or besides reInvent? Because we know that's going to be heads down soon. Uh, the, the only other one is I'd, I'd love to have more folks tune in to AWS On Air every Friday. It, that's, that's the main thing that I'm putting energy into now is you know, prepping and then delivering a, a great, uh, great content at AWS On Air. Other than that, would hope to see lots of folks at reInvent. Awesome. All right. My last question, being that we've done so many of these events together, are you joining any Deep Racer events upcoming or want to? I, I haven't been invited to any, but if an invitation were to come along, I think I would certainly find that, uh, that, that really worthwhile. I, I did have something really fun happen to me a couple of weeks ago. My wife was away visiting family for the weekend, and I, I was uh, hungry for something besides a, a self-made dinner. So I went down to our, our neighborhood pub and was having dinner down there. I just happened to be wearing my Robo, Robocar Rally uh, jacket, and I was just sitting there uh, reading and having my dinner. And uh, this guy came up and he said, you know, I usually don't talk to strangers in bars, but I see Robocar on the, the back of your, your jacket there. I'm totally intrigued. And he and I got to talking and it turns out that he actually was the founder and he's now the COO of a company that does autonomous vehicle software and training systems. So that, that, uh, that jacket actually caused a really fun conversation to occur. I was going to say RoboCar Rally conversational starter, you know. Exactly. So uh, that's, that's awesome. I happen to know a couple folks in the Deep Racer community. Uh, so if you ever want to join the show, I'll let them know that Jeff Barr is always interested to join for a quick live stream because, you know, uh, oh, wait, real quick, real quick. <laughs> so at reInvent, uh, I know that they're going to have some Deep Racer. You're going to pop in there for a couple and see how well they're doing on the track? I'll do my best. And... There's, I'm already being invited to lots and lots of fun things and working really hard to get my schedule set, but I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. So Jeff, don't put any more on your plate. I know it's a nonstop heads down from, you know, like 5 a.m. to almost 11 at night. Crazy week, but not only, you know, doing your events, but with all meeting all the customers, greeting and being at all the promotional stuff. But if you happen to make a visit, say hi to all the folks in Deep Racer. I miss the team. We had a lot of great time, but I'm sure I'll see them in the future. Sounds good. We'll definitely do that. All right. So, Jeff, I got to thank you for joining the Daily Tech Show. I'm your host, John Meyer. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and the notification button because we got more awesome content on the way. Thank you, Jeff, for joining the show, and I look forward to doing these again in the future. Wonderful, John. Great to catch up with you. Yes, you too. Thank you.